Microbiology. What is it, and what does microbiology have to do with you? This field of study is a key part of our world, from human and animal medicine to understanding the environment. On this show, Minerva Garcia, a practicing microbiologist, swings open the door to her lab to welcome you into this intriguing world. Now, let's meet Minerva, the microbiologist. Hello, welcome all to my podcast. Meet Minerva, the microbiologist. In today's topic, I'll be discussing RSV, immunocompromised suppressed patients, why not treat? This paper was presented at that convention in 2014 at the ASM Clinical Virology Symposium of Palm Beach, Florida. Today we have a guest, which is Eve Quinn. She'll be asking me some questions. Hello everyone, my name is Eve Quinn. I'm a clinical laboratory technologist at Jacoby Medical Center. And Minerva is my director. So we're, I'm very happy to be on the show today asking you some questions. I know you just got back from Dominican Republic. How was it? Um, it was a really great time to relax, enjoy the sun, the beach. I had a really great time. Um, I got to know my locals from the community where I grew up. They were very nice, very friendly, very warm. And I met really, really nice people that it really opened, my, opened up my heart. And they opened up their home to me. So it was really a pleasure seeing um, different you know, views and different people from different places uh, besides New York. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a very, very uh, slow pace. What, what is your favorite thing to eat when you go to Dominican Republic? Well, the first thing I love to eat, I love plantains. So I love plantains, so it's very, very Dominican um, delicacy. Um, and I do also love the chicken and just normal food, you know, not anything special. Okay. So when you came back, you were very excited to get back into your, to get back into your work here. I know you're a very committed, dedicated microbiologist, and you're always on the cutting edge of science because you're so intuitive and committed to the future of medicine. How have you done this? Well, um, when I was in college, uh, my major was biology. My goal was to become a doctor, but um, I always had a strive and I always had a love for science. And um, I recall that when I was young, I was always with a medical interpreter for my family, especially my dad who was always sick. And he always had um, heart issues. And uh, when I went to a hospital, I'm in Mamadi's Medical Center, which is my community. I remember one doctor telling me, what do you want to do when you grow up? I said, I want to help doctors. And later on in my life, when I was in college, um, my professor says, you excel so much in a laboratory, you should try the laboratory professions. But um, when I graduated from college, I uh, studied at uh, Columbia University. And um, it was there that um, I had a project. And through my discovery, I learned Mobilonsky um, Milaris. And that organism really swifted my passion to science because that organism is involved in women that are pregnant causing bacterial vaginosis. And when I was at uh, college at Staten Island, my goal was to do my thesis in bacterial vaginosis, how it causes rupture of the membrane and um, premature labor. And 
because of the passion that I had is where I am today as associate director of microbiology at Jacoby Medical Center. And also doing a paper, uh, finish up my thesis at Long Island University in um, MRSA. And uh, MRSA is one of the multi-drug resistant organisms besides ESBL that we do have that causes a lot of illness in many patients. So going back actually to RSV, uh, that I presented this paper in Palm Beach, Florida in 2014 at the ASM Clinical Virology, it really helped me, uh, you know, in what we're seeing today, and uh, especially last year, that uh, we see uh, patients that immunosuppress, immunocompromised, uh, patients with debilitated conditions, which they call underlying condition, such as HIV, patients that are diabetic, patients with chronic diseases as high blood pressure, which they are cardiac, lung diseases, kidneys, liver, patients with lupus, depression, neurological conditions, smokers, alcoholics, obesity, pregnancy, cancer patients, patients with uh, medications uh, due to certain uh, conditions. All these patients are high risk for RSV. And we are seeing the need that we do need an, a vaccine. So hopefully this year, and 2023 in the fall, patients will, you know, be informed that a vaccine is available to Pfizer, that they could take this vaccine, especially pediatric patients and uh, all these patients with immunosuppressed, immunocompromised condition, and make it through the winter because uh, it's a really deadly respiratory infections if it's not taken care of, and a vaccine is the way to go. Now, I know through my experience with you as my director here in the microbiology lab that you presented at some major symposiums. And when did you notice this spike in RSV with the immunocompromised patients? Well, um, it was really through my own discovery, me as a patient. I used myself as a guinea pig because I did testing for myself because um, I did have some flu-like symptoms and I, I didn't experience the body aching as usually have with a flu, but I did have watery nostrils and headaches and I wasn't feeling well. And um, my doctor did tell me that I had the flu and the doctor gave me um, anti-flu medication that didn't work. And uh, what happened is when you have upper respiratory infections, you develop lower respiratory infections. So I started getting also ear infections and not getting better and very, um, very ill. And um, to my surprise, my theory was that I had RSV, which is a pediatric infection, a virus that is most likely, I was really theorizing with certainty that I had an RSV. Um, we have never seen adults patient with the underlying conditions, any scientists or microbiologists theorizing or hypothesizing that you're gonna have a pediatric virus that is gonna jump to other populations, such as the elderly population, the immunosuppressed, immunocompromised, and patient even with depression, that we don't think of those patients in, in, in that state. But it's important to start thinking outside the box and how you can help your clinicians because as a microbiology director and as a microbiologist being a scientist, you're always gonna be thinking, how can you help your clinician? What is the next trend that is happening? And what can I do for medicine?
And that led me to that theory. And I remember getting a call from a clinician that he suspected the patient had the flu and it was negative. And I, and the rapid strep was also negative. And I said, let's test for RSV. And the patient was an 86 year old elderly patient. And to my surprise, that patient was positive for RSV. Um, now the RSV, we did a rapid testing. The rapid testing was negative. A PCR was done and the PCR was positive. Now, why did this happen? Children receive pediatrics because they have more viral loads. They usually test positive and that rapid. So they don't really need confirmation with the PCRs, but adults do. Adult has less viral loads, so PCR test is very important as an indicator and confirmation that the negative test, which is false negative, is gonna be positive in the PCR. And I was able to prove that. Because I was able to prove that, my theory was really proven early on. Um, but we wouldn't see the trend until after COVID. After COVID, we seen in 2022, during the summer, that a lot of patients were coming down with RSV. A lot of these patients were elderly, immunosuppressive, immunocompromised, even pregnant patients. Pregnant patients are also at risk. Um, so this was an important um, analysis and also information uh, to know that I was ahead of time, uh, ahead of, you know, of anyone else thinking this way that um, an RSV, a pediatric virus is gonna jump, not only uh, to adult population, but we're gonna see this seasonal throughout the season. RSV usually behaves during cold weathers. And we are seeing even with SARS, SARS is a, is a viral that not only behaves during the seasonal winter, but also throughout. And we are seeing that. Um, we also are gonna see other viruses that behaves um, very unusual. Uh, there's a pediatric virus, telepatosis. That's another virus that to look out that in the future, we're gonna be seeing that virus, which is a pediatric, and um, which is causes whooping cough in adult, immunosuppressed, immunocompromised. That's another my theory that I'm hypothesizing that will happen in the future. Thank you, Minerva. You're welcome. You really explained a lot how we're able to work together as technologists um, and microbiologists with the doctors to better the patient care. Um, do you think that there could be like a combination of the flu and COVID viruses creating a, a strain with both of those symptoms? Um, I, I really don't believe that uh, one virus is going to create another virus, but I do believe that, um, you know, the virus mutate. So we can, we have, um, we see in that the, the COVID virus and um, you mutate. So we will be seeing this in the future with RSV. The more population comes down with a virus, the greater the chances of virulent occurrence. And also, it's important to know, because we have this vaccine now, everybody should have the word out, tell your friends, tell your family, the students, that we have a vaccine. So it's important to be aware and get vaccinated. It's the only protection that we have right now. So you could enjoy your grandchildren, your, your family, you know, enjoy the holidays, being healthy. I mean, it's the brainer. Why should you not get a vaccine when you could be healthy and not getting a vaccine and not be healthy and not enjoy your holidays, your time with your family and friends 
when it is could be avoided. So that's my message that I like to bring out. I agree. Thank you so much, Minerva. It was great to be on the show today. Thank you so much. Uh, disclaimer, this podcast is is solely my own and not of any entity or, corpor- or corporation. This podcast is not intended to replace any professional medical advice. A shout goes out to Mary Lou for being a great supporter and for always being a champion of my podcast and for believing in me. Thank you so much. This is Minerva A. Garcia from the Microbial Worlds of Microbiology. Thank you. Have a great day.